Hello again. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about things to think about if you are thinking about buying a new camera, because it is something I'm often asked about. So I thought I'd just share advice that um, I think is sound, and I've, I've shared several times before, but here we go again. So to start with, um, I guess the first question is, are you fairly new to photography, and is this your first camera and here I'm thinking about really a, either a DSLR or a mirrorless camera and, and obviously there's a choice between those two types of camera as well which I'll come to. So do you already have a camera or is this going to be your first camera and these days it's probably a camera system and by that I mean a camera body with one or more lenses, possibly an external flash gun, that kind of thing. And secondly, do you already have a camera? So do you already have um, a, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera of some sort? So let me start with, first of all, should you look at a DSLR or a mirrorless? Now, depending on what you've already been using, the answer may vary. However, just a general note about DSLR right now, and here I'm recording this in July 2022. The thing that DSLR has in its favor is that it's a very established technology these days. Uh, development in most cases has moved away from it. Most of the major camera, camera manufacturers have moved on to mirrorless cameras and their advantages to mirrorless. However, the advantage in considering a DSLR, there's really two immediate ones. One is the price for what you get is generally lower, so you get very good value for money. And secondly, most of them will have a much wider range of lenses available than the equivalent mirrorless. Now, again, the focal length that you need will depend upon the sensor that you use. Now, I'm not really going to talk about that because that takes me into a level of depth I don't want to go into on this podcast, but it's something to just do a quick bit of research. But um, the nominal focal lengths refer to what we call a full-frame sensor, which is the same size within the camera as a piece of 35mm film. So a 35mm frame is what is still known as full-frame. Many mirrorless cameras are not full-frame, they're smaller. And that effectively means you zoom in to the overall image. Now that <laughs> that might make your head spin a little bit. If it does, don't worry. Um, let, let's just leave it there because that's a whole subject in itself. However, just to recap, so the advantage of DSLR is price for what you get and also the range of lenses. They're the primary um, advantages. You might find you get better battery life on them as well because uh, you use a viewfinder often and not the um, LCD screen on the back when you're setting up your shot, not always true, but for many cameras that's uh, true, so you might get um, better battery life if that's an issue for you. So th these are important considerations though um, right now. And another thing to think about is how long you want to keep the camera. Now I will say when it comes to the body, I tend to I tended to change my camera bodies more frequently than I changed the lenses. So it's just something to really think about because once you commit to 
a particular path and so a particular type of camera whether it's DSLR or mirrorless and also a particular manufacturer have a look at what lenses are available both from the manufacturer themselves and also from independent lens makers so here I'm talking about the likes of Sigma and um, companies like that because I've got I use lenses that are 20 years old and my um, oldest current camera body excluding 35mm film is uh, about six years oh five years old so and the reason that I've changed them is that what's available on the body and what I've needed on the body um, has been changing that's as DSLR has grown okay so I'll keep going and I'm aware that there's a risk of you know this becoming as clear as mud but just to simplify it DSLR probably cheaper probably has a wider range of lenses so if you think about what you're going to be needing in terms of your camera and your photography the next five to ten years worth considering the advantage of mirrorless cameras is that they're smaller and lighter both the camera body themselves and the lenses so the, the specific lenses for that body so if you're doing a lot of hiking if you have to carry the camera a lot of distance or you're traveling those are definitely things to think about um, as time goes on you'll probably find that the range of lenses increases so that will begin to negate the advantage of DSLR but you're also likely you're also likely to find that the capability of the body will change as well now this has been very true over the last few years because the the whole technology has been in, in, improving very rapidly uh, it's now beginning to level out so the chances are that particular features um, the change in features will not be as great as they have been so if the camera basically does what you need it to do the chances are it will be good for you for several years um, so that's something to bear in mind however if there is a feature that you're looking for and this I will come back to and it isn't on the body that you're looking at then I would seriously hold off buying that body to be honest I would wait for the new one to come along even though that might be a more expensive option in, in the short term okay I hope that's um, useful to start with so that's DSLR versus mirrorless so what about where you are in your photography are you new to photography is your current experience on a little compact camera or on a on your smartphone or have you been using a DSLR or even a mirrorless for a few years well depending on where you are that will also drive the choice that you have so let's start with somebody who is pretty new to photography and you've been using a very very basic camera maybe something with fixed lenses you can't change the lenses uh, maybe very limited capability or you might be using your smartphone and, and smartphone cameras are very good and I still use the smartphone on occasion to, to, to shoot certain things over uh, the DSLRs that I use my advice would to you would be to get something a simple camera kit that doesn't cost you too much and by that I mean keep it within uh, well really what you can afford but a few hundred dollars a few hundred euros whatever you're using a few hundred pounds but approach it with the view that this is a tool that you're going to learn your photography on and it is highly likely that after um, a year maybe depends how much you use the camera um, a year or more you you will find that it doesn't 
it no longer does what you need it to do because what you will do is you will find that for the style of photography and the type of subject you like to shoot there are limit limitations with that setup so I would go for a, a, probably a DSLR body I would go for um, a wide angle zoom and um, a telephoto zoom so that I've got a good range of um, focal lengths I can play with so I can do wide angle so you know landscapes buildings that kind of stuff and then telephoto is where you zoom in I wouldn't spend a lot of money on it though because the chances are um, as you specialize you'll find that you'll need more specialist gear anyway and at this stage of your learning your photography I would not invest a huge amount of money in the kit and the other reason for saying that is that you can spend a few hundred dollars pounds euros whatever it is and you can get very very good cameras compared to what was available say 15 years ago even at the low end price wise these are very capable cameras so they're certainly good enough to learn what you need to learn on them and also they're good enough for you to begin to see uh, what's missing and this really then takes me on to people who are already using a camera and if you're looking at replacing it then what are the reasons for replacing it the chances are you'll find there are certain things you want to do that this camera won't do for you there'll be certain features it doesn't have it may be where you start getting to niche things like back button focusing um, or it might be it doesn't have the lenses you want or it might just be that you don't like using it you find it difficult to use and the user interface aspect of the camera is very subjective some people prefer say Nikon others prefer Canon others prefer Sony so again the thing to do is to just try different cameras uh, um, ideally if you can borrow one before you even buy it that's that's great because you can get an idea of how the camera sets up how easy it is to operate and really the operation needs to be pre-intuitive you don't want to be thinking too much about where things are and how to set things up particularly if you're shooting subjects it might be motorsport it might be children it might be wildlife things where you need to shoot pretty quickly you don't want to be trying to remember how to set up a certain shot now some of that is familiarity with the camera but also the camera itself needs to be fairly intuitive so have a look at um, how easy it is to use what I would particularly look at are the controls that you immediately access on the back of the camera so not diving into the pages of menus which um, a lot of cameras have uh, my cameras have them I don't dive into the pages very often what I do use are the mode controls and just the very quick setups on the um, on the back of the camera so the very the sort of summary controls um, that most cameras have so that's a whole other subject again and um, I mean all of this stuff is covered it's covered in the training courses I offer for sure it's, I use Canon as a just as a reference because that's what I tend to use but you'll find other cameras will be similar uh, in the way they set up but do have a look at how to do certain things maybe when you're looking at them in the store if you can get someone to run through them have a particular setup in mind something that you shoot often and work out get them to show you how to set up maybe aperture priority how to set the aperture the shutter speed um, all those kind of things just have a little checklist you can use because that then gives you a valid comparison between different cameras you can see how easy it is to set them up you can guess as they're doing it what controls do what and if you guess right that probably is saying that that user interface is the kind of interface you want to be looking at you might want to consider that camera 
in more detail. So this might be an area where you find your current camera is letting you down. So that's definitely one aspect. Other things, it will depend on what you're trying to shoot and how well you're doing with your current camera. But for most people who have an existing camera, there will be a, a, a list of things, might not be very long, but it will be important, of things that are where it's letting you down. It might be the size and weight of it, it might be the lenses that are available, it might be certain modes, or it might be just how fast it will go. Um, it might be the sensor size. You might find that you're not getting the kind of resolution on your images that you want. If you want to shoot images that are going to blow up big and you don't want to buy extra software to, to um, make the, uh, the image larger, then go for a camera with a larger sensor. You might want to go for full frame, for example. So this again comes down to experience. But I, I would recommend certainly using your current equipment for at least a year. Use it as often as you can. And after that time, you will get very clear on the, the aspects of the camera that it's, that, where it's not delivering for you. And that will be really important in um, investing in the next camera. Because when you go to your next camera, again, bearing in mind what I've said about how long, and um, certainly my experience of using body, bodies and lenses, you're probably looking at a long-term investment. You might be looking at the next 10 to 15 or even 20 years worth of photography using equipment that you're buying now, particularly the lenses. So get very clear on those important aspects. You want to have a camera that you enjoy using that's easy to use because that way you can forget about the camera and just do your photography, do what you love doing. But also as you begin to invest, once you start buying your second camera, the chances are you're going to be spending a lot more on your body and the quality of lenses that you're buying than you did on the first camera. So it's really important to use that experience that you've built up so far to make the right, choose the right kind of camera for you and what you're shooting. Now, the fact is you may also change your photography. You might get into something new, let's say Astro, for example. But if you buy something that has a range of different lenses or is, is reasonably capable as a, as a basic camera body, the chances are is if, if you, as you go to other discipline so things like astro all you need to do is invest in a certain lens you've already got the basics of what you need or there might be some specialist tracking gear but that would be in the camera independent anyway so um that's probably the key thing so i guess just to recap so what, what did we talk about well dslr versus mirrorless um dslr is generally going to be cheaper and have a wider range of lenses that will change as we things develop over time but that's certainly true for now as we get into mirrorless the mirrorless capability and the difference in capability is, is closing all the time and you might well even find that mirrorless does everything you need it tends to have the advantage of um, size and weight it tends to be smaller and lighter than the equivalent dslr kit um, so just check that you've got the lenses and the capability in the body that you need if you're going to mirrorless. But also, I would just have a look at the um, life of each battery. How long will a fully charged battery last you? Because mirrorless tend to eat, uh, get through the batteries faster. And depending on what you're doing, that might be an issue, particularly if you can't easily recharge the battery, which again, with the kind of photography I do, because I'm away from being able to charge sometimes, sometimes it's several days, I do need to make sure that the 
I do have power for the, the duration of um, what I'm doing on the shoot. Okay, and then where are you? So if you're coming from moving to your first, let's say, serious camera, my recommendation is to buy something relatively cheap with a view to replacing it in one or two years. But buying something that is sufficiently capable to allow you to experiment with the style of photography or the styles that you want to get into. Because once you start doing it, you may well find that those styles change anyway. You might even change type of photography completely. So I would buy uh, the best you can afford, the best body, the best uh, get a wide angle zoom, uh, telephoto zoom. And that as a basic kit should be enough for you to get going and begin to uh, really start to get very clear and focused down on what are the important things you need on that camera. If you've already been using cameras for a while, again, just to recap, you are probably already pretty aware of the shortcomings of your current camera setup. So that is going to give you a short list straight away of what's good about what you're using, what's bad, what's missing. Writing those things down together gives you a short list of what needs to be on the next camera um, kit. And um, then just approach it that this is a longer term investment. You might change the body, but the chances are your lenses, particularly if you buy, I, I would recommend buying professional quality lenses if you can, um, because they will give you better results anyway. And um, look at those as something you're going to use for the next at least 10 years, maybe even 20 years. So you're going to have those with you a long time. Okay, so that's this podcast. I hope you found that useful. And um, I'll speak to you again in the next podcast. Bye for now. Just before I go, I want to let you know that there's a couple of ways you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, with the podcast, Buzzsprout, which is the um, the platform I use for all of my podcasts, they have a subscription model. So if you feel that you would like to subscribe, a few dollars, a few euros, whatever, um, to the podcast, that would be much appreciated. The other option is my Patreon membership. So if you'd like to become a patron, and that starts at the price of a cup of coffee every month, you'll get access to exclusive material, behind-the-scenes material, photography tips, all this kind of stuff, depending on which tier you're at. So there is information available through my website and um, also on the, uh, uh, the written text to go with this podcast. So if you choose either one, thank you so much in advance. And whether or not you do, I hope you uh, continue to enjoy the podcast and let other people know about them. Thank you very much. Bye for now. 